everybody. Welcome to another episode of Aligned and Thriving, the podcast where we cover different health topics and even have experts in the studio. And if you're watching this, as you can see, uh, we have a little different background. We are experimenting with some new technology here, so we're not really sure how this is going to go. Hopefully it's going to go well. Uh, but to, de to be uh, determined. Um, I am Dr. Jeremy Bullimore. As always, I am joined by my esteemed colleague, Dr. Anthony Evans. What's up, my What's man? What's going on? This is fun. This is a totally new setup for us, new tech. We just keep trying to step our game up a little bit. Yeah. And uh, hopefully it sounds better, looks better, and it's more fun. So. Sure. Yeah. It's uh, It's going to be kind of weird doing, like, having this, having both of us in the same room. So if you've watched any of our previous episodes, Dr. Evans and myself had to record uh, in separate rooms. And the video piece, uh, there was a little bit of delay in it. I don't think you could tell. Could you? Not uh, too bad. From what you could hear from but people. But we're hoping we can have a conversation yeah. now and not be kind of disconnected right so, so now yeah. we're we're physically in the same room uh we've got some cameras set up so you can see our ugly mugs um <laughs> and we're gonna rock and roll um okay well let's hey man let's let's unpack this so do you want to yeah so do you want to tip it off our vision for this is really kind of the overarching vision we have for the practice and that is to put it we want to put together kind of a three-part series talking about uh, stress and the different forms of stress. And that breaks into a, you know, physical stress, chemical stress, and then that emotional category. Oversimplification of all that, but uh, we want to want to kind of spend a whole episode just unpacking each of those areas, good and bad, ways to address it, ways to deal with it. And uh, this first episode, we want to focus on physical stress right? and uh, kind of dig into that. And so there's a lot to talk about. Um, not all physical stress is bad. We need some physical load and we'll get into that too. But, mm -hmm. um, when, when I think of physical stress, the first things that come to mind are, you know, acute injuries from maybe a car, car accident yeah. or a fall or, um, you know, sports injuries, yeah. um, could be something like that could be, um, even good types of stress like exercise where we're challenging the body and the tissues and, uh, some of that could be good. So we need some stress, but um, too much for too long can cause damage. And right. So, um, the physical one kind of fits into our wheelhouse of the musculoskeletal health quite yeah. a bit. So uh, I'd love to talk more about chiropractic and kind of how that helps with the, the physical stresses that we are under every day. So mm -hmm. um, aside from the big stuff, you know, if you get into a car accident or something, um, let's kind of talk about some of the more common micro injuries that we deal with every day that sometimes yeah. small dose isn't a problem, but you know, repeated day in, day out of it. Yeah. I think that's to break things down. That's a know? good, like a, that's a good transition into like, what is like micro stress, micro trauma. And I think the easiest one, you know, the most, the biggest one that I think people can uh, relate to his posture and, and, you know, poor posture and, and kind of what, what that looks like. Um, we came from corporate setting. We saw a lot of people that, 
worked in front of a computer yeah. um, sitting at a desk. And there's a majority of people out there that that is their their workstation. Um, workstation ergonomics, you know, was a big topic of conversation um, and still is to this day. I mean, we still see, right. you know, numbers of, of patients, you know, from that same corporate office that we're continuing to have, you know, those same conversations. So, well, and a lot of those people, you know, like you're saying, had a desk job, so there might right. be unfavorable or favorable ergonomics during the day, those work hours, but then they also go home, right? And they yeah. want to watch some Netflix, they want to play some computer games or um, engage in some other kind of technology. So we can easily go from, you know, very sedentary for work, but then we're riding in our car home and then yeah. we get home, we're emotionally tired and then yeah. we physically are inactive and maybe in a unfavorable posture in the evening. So then that turns out to be like a very significant portion of our right. waking hours and we don't really realize it. And, uh, and so we advocate for lots of physical breaks during the day. Yep. Um, yeah, I think I, I even think about like what kind of nutrients are you putting in? What kind of physical nutrients is, you mm -hmm. know, what's your workout for mm -hmm. the day look like? It doesn't have to be, you know, going to the gym either. You know, we used to always talk about micro breaks, mm -hmm. get up, stretch, kind of reset yourself every 30, 40 minutes can really help throughout the day to break that. Yeah. Up. Um, obviously if you can get out and go outside, go for a walk, those things are really good. But, um, yeah, you have a, what some of our patients had been in the same corporation with us for 20, 30 yep. years and you do that day in, you know, day in, day out it really does start to affect your physical health. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and when we talk about like this physical stress and, and we kind of touched on that micro, you know, that micro trauma, it's, it's small amounts of repetitive strain over and over and over. So it's, it's those small little micro movements that, you know, it's not one small movement like an injury is where it's like it, it's a very significant stress within the tissue. The tissue's uh, demands or the, the demands on the tissue far exceed its capacity and then the tissue breaks down. Where in, in this type of situation, it's, it's small doses over and over and over and over. Yeah, I remember, um, you remember Dr. Cross, one of our colleagues that's also a chiropractor. You're going to talk about, about the concrete one. Yeah, it, 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 it's <laughs> was just so good. It, it just, you just reminded me uh, of his words and uh, it's brilliant. And that was that, you know, it's like drips of water yeah. coming off the roof, dripping onto the concrete, you know, just small drops one after another, after another, after another, yep. until it erodes or cracks the concrete. And, yeah. Um, not any one of those drops was enough to, to do it, but yeah. Day in, day out, yeah. you know, we start to see some breakdown and uh, that happens to our body from our lifestyles. Right. And uh, so ergonomics are obviously important. Yeah. Do um, we want to get into that? Do we, we want to? I think we should mention a few. What, you know, what key we things can that, talk about there? Yeah, because there are some components of ergonomics, I think, that are just uh, you got to do, I think, yep. even, you know, and then there's some nuances you can play with, too. But sure. um I know for a lot of people, especially if you're in the tech world, you're running multiple monitors. Mm -hmm. And so as much as you can to get those monitors up so that you're in an upright posture, you're not hunched over your laptop. Um, having a bigger screen also allows you to kind of sit back in a more natural posture, yeah. maybe utilize the chair more than having to lean in. Um, 
that also brings up the idea that maybe you got to get your eyes checked periodically yeah. too. Some people, if you don't see well, um, you're going to adjust by just leaning in, getting closer to the screen. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't see as good out of one eye, you may tilt your head. Same thing's true with your hearing. Yep. You know, if you find you're kind of tilting your head, it may be because you're accommodating your hearing right. and you don't even realize it. But um, a good way to assess your ergonomics, I think, too, is if you have, if you're working from home and your spouse is at home, have them just randomly come in and take a picture of you while you're, while you're in the grind, yeah, you know, while you're working and let's see what you look like. And are you hunched over, you know, the computer, the desk and uh, all tensed up, or are you kind of back and relaxed and utilizing yeah. the chair? So the monitor for me is always first go-to is you got to get that thing upright, get it centered. If you have multiple screens, maybe you got to figure out, you know, I primarily use this one. I'm going to use this one in the front and I'll have a ancillary one off to the side. Um, I'll commonly have people come in that, you know, they're turned, they're kind of canted to the side all day long. And then that disrupts kind of that upper cervical area where we have a lot of that rotation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so those little tweaks can make, you know, everything get better in a few days of not doing yeah. that, that minute amount of, uh, head rotation. So, uh, I always go to the monitor first. Do you, do you have like, do you give a recommendation on, like where you want the monitor set height wise i kind of say i think it's a three do. or four inches or so from the top of the okay. screen yeah so you should be like yeah looking straight ahead and you're just a few inches from the bottom of the screen so that your head's kind of neutral and your eyes can yeah that's see the monitor that's about yeah. what yeah that's what i recommend too. the <laughs> another thing is i always say i call it the rule of 90s where yeah you want your hips um, at 90 degrees, a bend between your trunk and your hips at 90 degrees, a bend in your knee at 90 degrees, and then a bend in your elbow at 90 degrees. Yeah. Um, and those things will kind of reduce some of the strain. I think for a lot of people, though, you know, talking about this ergonomic stuff is everybody's size wise is different from a height mm-hmm. perspective. And there's like you need your desk, you need your chair. You need right. your screen capacity to be modifiable. Like everything has to be able to move. You know, right. you need to be able to, you know, elevate your chair if you've got a specific desk height that that's going to kind of get you in a specific position. Um, you know, elevation of the uh, the armrests to be able to get, you know, can you get your, your elbows at 90 degrees? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people are short in stature and so they find themselves elevated super high on a chair um, or a desk and then their feet barely touch the ground. So having some type of foot support there. Yeah. You definitely want your feet kind of grounded and sitting on something. Yeah. And uh, everybody's kind of limited about what they have at home or, you know, at the office, some offices, you know, like where we were at supplied some really great equipment, but some people don't have that. So you can get creative. You can stack books under that monitor stand, you know, to get that extra three, four inches that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's worth trying to get those things dialed in. Um, one of the toughest parts is that separation between the height of the monitor and then where your keyboard yeah. lands. If you're using just the, the standard monitor right. stand that comes with it. So that's where you got to kind of play around. If you're using a lot of us use laptops because they're they're mobile and they're accessible yep. and everything. But uh, you might need to go to an external keyboard and mouse and to get yourself in a more comfortable yeah. neutral position. Um, and that, that's pretty good. You want things kind of in arm's reach. Um, the chair, 
there's so many different chairs and you really got to find the right one that has the adjustability for you. Yeah. Sometimes the part that you sit on can slide forward and back and that lumbar can go up and down and you can really dial it in. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's just kind of a generic chair. Um, you also don't want to be just laid back in the chair. I know yeah. a lot of our uh, members have spoke about doing that where they, yeah. the chair just kind of breaks and they just get yeah. this kind of lean back thing. That's not super great for working all day either. Um, and then another comment that comes, you know, question that comes up quite a bit is, you know, should I stand? Should I sit? What yeah. do you recommend? Um, I like, and this is kind of the premise that you're going to hear us kind of wrapping the whole time is we really want you moving and changing positions throughout the day. Right. So mm -hmm. I don't think that standing all day, if you're someone that's grinding at the computer on spreadsheets and writing code or whatnot, um, really hard work on the computer being planted in one position is yeah. not necessarily good either. And so I like to kind of mix it up and mm -hmm. sit some, stand some, move around. Um, there's even the anti-fatigue mats. I think if you're yeah. going to stand can really make a difference. Um, some of them have little, you know, balls and shapes on built into them. So you can kind of stretch your ankle and feet yeah. out and stuff. But um, yeah, the goal is really to start it add activity physical movement throughout your day take mm -hmm. a walk and even if it's just five ten minutes a couple times throughout the day switch postures and positions maybe you work at your standing desk for a little while maybe you go sit at the dining room table mm -hmm. for a little bit um your eyes and everything need a break too yeah um, our metabolism works better when we're up moving around versus just planted <clears throat> and we have to sit for so many things so yeah um and then just sometimes you got to set a timer or your watch, you know, you can use smart technology to kind yeah, of remind I you mean, like, Hey, my Apple watch yep, alerts me too. get up and stand every so often. I mean, right. I think every smart technology, smart watch has yeah. got that capacity that's going to track your, you know, movement. What do you think about, um, uh, like blue light filters on, on I think glasses? It's yeah. yeah. So do I. Yeah, hundred percent. And they're not that expensive. Um, you can get, I think like a, a cover for your monitor screen yeah. that that's another option too. If you already wear glasses, you can, you know, have your optometrist put the blue light yeah. blocking These, stuff on. My glasses that I'm wearing right now have the blue yeah. light filter in them. So I think the, if, if you're in that space, which a lot of people are that you have to, you know, work with a computer right. for most of the hours of the day, yeah. these little tweaks, I think are worth the money and time yeah. to get dialed in to protect yourself because it's the wear and tear that you're talking yeah. about those micro traumas, um, over time that start to diminish your health. And, uh, we see that every day in the clinic. So, yeah. um, and, and that's maybe true for all things with health is it's really is the little daily practices that yeah either are helping you move closer to health or closer to sickness. Right. Yeah. You know, I think the reality of it is, is people, humans are not designed to sit in front of a computer. Right. We are active creatures that crave and need activity and, and need movement. Mm -hmm. And until and if, you know, as we evolve into creatures that do sit, which hopefully we never do, it's not going to happen in either one of our lifetimes, <laughs> you know, that's for sure. Um, we need to, you know, we need to continue to foster that movement, that physical activity, that, you know, right. kind of that piece of it. And, and taking breaks throughout the day is, uh, is impactful. One thing, and I, I've got some notes here, I want to, I think we should talk about is... If somebody's got 
you know, like poor joint health, whether that be from some structural like degeneration, aging, normal aging of the tissue, um, or just like dysfunction, how that impacts, you know, th this repetitive, you know, kind of strain piece. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, we, we kind of talk about like, you know, use it or lose it is so true for yeah. the physical body and the joints. And you've got to take all of your, you know, your joints through full range of motion every day yeah. if you can and really use your body. Um, you know, when I lived in Colorado and then I moved back to Kansas City, what I found out there is that there were people that were very big gym goers and, you know, all of that. And I think that's important, but there were such a culture of just people being active mm -hmm. and it really delayed a lot of the degeneration you're talking about and uh making that a part of your lifestyle mm -hmm. is is really the way to go and so um but if you find yourself in a place where you're already kind of down that path and you've got physical degeneration in your joints mm -hmm. um i think some of it can be regained there's there is a limitation on matter right yeah. so once you know, we're bone on bone, so to speak, yeah. or we've degenerated the disc so far that, uh, you know, your body's built some bone spurs to kind of stabilize the spine. Uh, you might be limited, but it's definitely not a moment to stop or give up. Mm -hmm. you know, we want to preserve as much of the other joints that are still functioning, and we need that. And uh, that's a good segue into spinal health and spinal movement. Right. You know, when we're sitting all day, we're not moving that spine very much. And that spinal movement is like a drives uh brain derived neurotrophic factor which is like miracle growth for your brain it's mm -hmm. why you feel better and you're cognitively sharper when you're a little more physically active than if you've just been sedentary all the time yeah. so um you've got to you got to take care of your spine obviously we're we're pro spine here um, but uh you really only got one spine and yeah. so you got to take care of it and uh people sometimes find out that they've been neglecting it a little later in life and yeah. it's hard to get that back and so uh, we advocate for all kinds of uh, mobility practices sure. to try to to offset some of the damage that we're doing from our our lifestyles, but then also be proactive about preventing these degenerative changes from happening. So, yeah, you know, if you if you guys are listening to this and you want to go a little deeper into that, we covered some of that spinal stuff in I think we did it in our Cairo episode, and then I think we did mobility one. David is mobility and then well, I think we talked uh, again in the intervertebral disc right, right, right. one as well right. um, I cannot remember what the names of those were but look back through our um, our episode list and you can you can listen what's listen, fascinating listen to like those. if you think of uh, like the modern approaches to recovery after like a major surgery like a yeah. knee or a hip they're trying to get you out yeah. moving as quick as possible because they've found that that drives recovery and improvement absolutely um, so much faster than letting you lay around for a long period of time. And so even if your joints are a little achy and sore and stiff in the morning, you may notice as you move around more, mm -hmm. they get kind of like the 10 man, you know, we kind of yeah. oil ourselves up yeah. a little bit and it gets better. And so yeah. um, movement is really uh, life, you know? Yeah. And so we, we want people moving often and you got to find ways to do it that are fun too, right? Like some people may really enjoy going for a walk with their spouse, yeah. which I think is really awesome. Um, some people might like pickleball or tennis. It's the or fastest or, growing sport in this country, big, man. you know, 
I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Yeah. I uh, I enjoy it. I don't play it as often as I would like. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to do it, you know, now, especially here in it's got pretty popular the Kansas yeah. City area. You almost gotta pay for a court now to play it right. right here. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple public ones, but um trying to think anything else Uh, one thing i did uh, i did remember this so i'm looking back at my notes and i i wanted to kind of go back to the poor joint health kind of piece you know if you've got some some degenerative some osteoarthritis some arthritic changes or if you are you know unfortunately have a like an autoimmune disorder where you suffer from some type of um autoimmune arthritide like rheumatoid Mm -hmm. or uh, psoriatic arthritis. What are some of the other ones? I feel like lupus or lupus. Um, it's ulcerative colitis. That's more of a That's GI, but yeah, I think yeah. that can have some affiliation to joint. My point being is sometimes in those situations, you're, you don't have a very high uh, threshold, meaning that small amounts of strain can really impact that like your grace period um to withstand some of that is not as high or your your threshold is not as high as you know maybe an individual who who's got a healthy joint um and and just isn't you know kind of abiding by you know being a little bit more active so you know, if you have some of those, you know, arthritic changes within the joint or your joint health from a structural integrity perspective is poor, it is really important that you um, actively and be diligent about taking breaks because it can, it can make it, you know, you are higher susceptible to, to being those situations being a lot worse and causing a lot more you know, yeah, and I know problems. you and David talk a lot about just like capacity. Yeah. We talk about joint health and like, the more people are, you know, maintaining that greater range of motion at the joint, yeah. the better capacity they have to then endure physical yeah. work or physical trauma to some degree, right? Like, um, you know, we're in the winter now, but we're still like, I'm still raking leaves at the house, yeah. right? And so that's one where I don't rake leaves, you know, yeah. all the time. But if I'm going to go out there and rake leaves for four hours, I want to be able to do that and not be broken yeah. and uh, have a capacity to use my body in a repetitive stress, kind yep. of like raking leaves and uh, get away with it. And so that's yeah. how maintaining those joints can allow you to do things that you need to do for everyday life. Yeah. Um, Shoveling snow. I mean, yeah, if you soon we'll have snow, right? You know, if you, yeah. I think we made a post a couple of weeks ago on the shoveling snow, that's going to be right. You Same know, thing. An, an issue and, at some point, either this year, the end of 23 or 24, for sure, we're going to have some snow. We're going to have to shovel it. Right. And, you know, are you, you know, you're going to do it once and then you're going to hurt your back and have to come see us yeah. because of that. You should see us regardless. Um, but yeah. Right. So it's about having that capacity to kind of do whatever you want to do. Maybe it's, you know, go out and kick the soccer ball around mm-hmm. with your kiddo or your mm-hmm. grandkid, you know, and so, um, having good physical health and fitness is really going to allow you to do that. Sure. Um, There's some other areas to kind of get into too. And we talk about, you know, physical stress and this gets a little nuanced, but I think it's worth noting um, because I always think about the GI health and the blood brain barrier, and these are physical barriers, right? Right. And so sometimes our food um, and, you know, stress 
in all forms kind of plays into this, but we can break down that barrier and get kind of a leaky gut and that barrier between the outside and the inside gets opened up. And then we get back to like autoimmune issues and things like that. And uh, so I always think about the physical barriers of the body, the cellular membrane health, Mm -hmm. the intestinal lining structure, the blood brain barrier, same thing. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're um, breaking down those barriers, then you're going to get foreign invaders or even Mm -hmm. protein from your food that's properly, you know, broken down, but you know, it gets through and it shouldn't. And then we get this inflammatory immune response to it. So uh, physical stress can come from all kinds of things, but even our food to some degree. And we'll, we'll get into that more, I think in the chemical uh, stressor type thing, but definitely a physical component there for sure. Um, anything else we didn't cover over physical mechanical stress? I mean, I think yeah, there's a posture well, something to mention. Cause you know, we're so like spine and joint and bone kind of focus, but there mm-hmm. is a soft tissue component to mm-hmm. it as well. And, uh, you know, some of all those connective tissues and stuff do, you know, store, kind of like a memory, you know, of all the traumas and things that we've been through, our posture and our positions in our body often will create tension in these soft tissue structures too. So sometimes having some good body work to try to mm-hmm. erase and unwind some of that is necessary. And um, if you have a job that you are repetitively doing the same activity over and over, maybe you want to work in some body work to try to, you know, keep up and keep things kind of neutral. I think that's pretty powerful. Um, Even individuals that we see that are, you know, hairstylists or barbers or uh, dental hygienists, those type of folks, right? Like they're in a almost the same posture day in, day out. It's not on the computer, but they're staring in someone's Mm -hmm. mouth with their head canted and all that. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a physical, mechanical kind of stress on the body too. So combining the the body work with the, you know, say chiropractic um, can be really effective mm-hmm. for um, unwinding some of that, helping if you're stuck in that or as a preventative measure. And that's yeah. really where we like the space to play in is like, hey, let's not wait till you're broken and you're degenerated right. and you're inflamed. Let's try to live a lifestyle to prevent those things from happening. And what's the right formula uh, for your lifestyle, yeah. your, you know, job situation and whatever, it's gotta be personalized to what they're dealing with. But, uh, you you start to get these little components put together and that's what we're trying to unpack with everybody is, um, all these little tidbits and tools to start building out this kind of lifestyle that drives good health. And that's really what it is. It's kind of a, a daily practice. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, another area maybe to play with that tags into the physical fitness thing to mention is, is, um, you know, your breathing is kind of a mechanical physical yeah. thing. And so, um, we tend to like really shallow breathe and, um, this even plays out at night, maybe if you're not breathing well, but you know, if you're not oxygenating the body, yeah. which everything needs oxygen, I think the absence of oxygen is the presence of disease, mm-hmm. right? And the brain's constantly focused on nutrients, oxygen, stimulation. Mm-hmm. And so, um, in court, you know, bringing in some breath work could really help with that, but then also paying attention to, oh my gosh, I'm slumped forward. I'm on the computer. Right. I'm in bad posture yeah. and I'm shallow breathing and starving my body from, you know, oxygen. So yep. 
this whole mechanical physical stress thing like plays out in a lot of different ways i'm glad you brought up the breathing piece because i i feel like that in the i think in the musculoskeletal space it is the recognition of breathing the importance of breathing from a biomechanical perspective has really gained a lot of popularity and a lot of traction right um and you know i'm familiar we're familiar with it but i don't think a lot of people that aren't in this space you know kind of are and you know the breathing and why it's like you just mentioned the oxygenation but from a mechanical perspective some of the things that you know that i'll personally look at is is what we what i call accessory musculature recruitment and and what i mean by that is when we need a lot more oxygen so like when we're physically when we're exercising we need to get more air in we need more oxygen in our lungs because we need to feed that oxygen to our our muscle tissue and so in order to maximize um the amount of air we breathe in we recruit other extra muscles to help lift our rib cage up to create a more of a negative vacuum to get more air in our our respiratory rate also kind of increases now having said that when we're at rest we don't need that accessory muscle musculature recruitment to be turned on that system there's no need for that system to be turned on so sometimes you can be in a situation where because of your posture your body is utilizing that accessory musculature recruitment just to maintain a normal respiratory tone normal respiratory breath and that is creating some kind of some repetitive strain so you know you've got to have space for for your lungs to expand and if you're limited because you're hunched over or you sit in a specific pattern one way or the other that is going to cause some of those imbalances um, and your brain is just gonna you know we don't we ain't gonna survive if we don't breathe and so you're gonna your body's gonna compensate and recruit stuff because i need to get that air in and so whatever it needs to do it's gonna do yeah and you you know muscle memory to use right little muscles in your neck yeah it's neck it's low back yeah Yeah. it's yeah we need that diaphragm to do diaphragm things like you know like david albert says you know i want a hip to do hip things well i want my diaphragm to do diaphragm things and and if it's in a mechanically disadvantaged position where it can't and other stuff is being overutilized that you know that's a compromised situation that you know kind of we need to yeah and if you're not doing correct physical activity very often right you have to breathe more and really expand that chest it's back to the capacity conversation it's like your brain hasn't had to go there for a while yeah and so just regular exercises is, is not only bringing in good oxygen and all of that, but you're expanding all of those yeah. tissues in a way that they need to be done, yeah. you know, expanded often. So that chest wall um, needs to, yeah. to fill up like a balloon and kind of depress down. And yeah, that, that needs to occur. Plus it helps, it helps with stress. You know, you talk, if you see in like meditation, there's, there's a, there's a huge breathing component with right. there and, and, breathing nice rhythmic breathing helps invoke your body's natural parasympathetic nervous system tone which helps kind of suppress and and kind of calm um kind of calm down and suppress that sympathetic nervous system response 
So yeah, it's important to incorporate some of this, you know, kind of breath work, breathing, yep. you know, into um, kind of normal daily, daily living. Yeah. And that's where like yoga practice and uh, things that are similar, you're kind of getting both. You're getting a physical movement practice yeah. with a breath work. And I think that's, you're, you're knocking two things out sure. at once and that's really powerful for people. Um, but there's all kinds of breath work apps and activities that you can, mm-hmm. you can check out to kind of mm-hmm. start exploring that. And I think people will find that even a few minutes of doing box yeah. breathing or four count breathing or something is, is profound. You're going to feel different yeah. afterwards immediately. More relaxed, cool. more. Yeah. Like it's a great way to do um, it if you're stressed, you know, yeah. You're uh, yeah. high stress, anxiety moment, slowing down mm-hmm. doing some box breathing. Super powerful. Totally. Yeah. Um, is that it? I think what do you that's think? pretty close. I mean, I think we knock it out. The moral of the story is, um, you know, the, the big physical traumas like a car accident, you know, you can't, you're on the sports field and you get hit from behind. You can't avoid that kind of stuff. Um, but most of what we're focused on are these micro traumas mm-hmm. that are happening every day of our lives mm-hmm. in small ways. But when we, you know, accumulate that, over you know minutes hours days years right it really does have an effect on us so we got to take a proactive approach you know to try to adjust the things that we can whether it's our Mm -hmm. ergonomics um but start to create a lifestyle where we are you know interjecting our day that's sedentary with physical activity and movement um not only for good metabolism but better oxygenation um, and health of our joints. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, trying to do the, I think we, the part we didn't really get to, but I think it's kind of a given is, um, you know, the physical stresses that are positive that I mentioned early yeah. on, you know, you go to the gym, you do bicep curls, you're stressing that bicep muscle. Um, but that's a good load. Um, and it creates this hermesis response, but then my, my body's going to rebuild that muscle yeah. stronger and better. And so, uh, we do want to have some physical stress to, uh, keep the joints and the bones. And that's how we offset really the best way to offset osteoporosis is to load the body and yeah. use the body. So then the body reinforces the bone. Um, and so the, that's kind of not what we're worried about with this conversation, but um, those are the good parts. Yeah, it's the repetitive strain. Back. Really, that's what it comes back to is repetitive yeah. strain, minimize repetitive strain, um, keep moving and stay active. Part of it's just you got to have an awareness of what you're really actually doing. I think, yeah. um, you know, for example, if you've ever like looked at your screen time on your phone and you're like, there's no way that I was on my phone for eight hours today or whatever it might be. Right. Like that's a wake up call to keep you honest. And so I think if we really were to sit down and be honest and say, how long am I sitting down? You know, how much am I, you know, on my, my arse kind of not doing things or not moving my body. Mm -hmm. It's probably way more than we think. And so you have to consciously like go, Hey, I got to get up. I'm going to move. Let's take this meeting in a walking fashion or put some headphones on and, you know, get up, move around the room right. while you're on that business call. Um, another thing I love to tell people too, is like when you got little kids, get down on the floor and play with them. Yeah, It makes you stretch out. You're going to, it's great. It's yeah. super great. And so um, we need physical activity 
and movement just throughout the day to really offset all of the things that we are going to probably have to do mm-hmm. no matter what. And it's just the world we're kind of living in. Yeah, so. absolutely, man. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to that's gonna wrap up today's episode of Aligned and Thriving. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, oh, wrong one. There's, here's, this should be the close, maybe. Hold on, let me, let me hit the wrong button here. We could just start all over. We don't want to do that. That was the intro, right? That Well, that was the <laughs> intro. Um, okay, so thanks for tuning in. Sorry, we'll come full circle here. Um, don't forget to follow us on uh, social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. Uh, a little... Um, a little nugget here. We actually got our Facebook page hacked. So it is currently not under our control. Um, we still do have access, fortunately, to our Instagram and our yep. YouTube channel. Um, but at the time being, our Facebook page has been taken over by another individual who is trying to sell cosmetic stuff. Um, so if you click find that on our Facebook page, we are not selling cosmetics now. We have not changed anything. We just we got our stuff got stole. <laughs> um, well, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Um, and then we'll catch you hopefully uh, this week or next week for uh, next episode on either chemical, chemical stress, or yeah. emotional stress. That's going to do it. Thanks for tuning in. Take care, guys.